ghost hunt. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Lynn, peeking at me from around the corner ahead of me, did burn the shit out of my lips. Jeez, Lynn, I said, wiping a few drops of coffee from my pants. <laughs> I can't do this. This is supposed to be sketchy. Fuck me, your wife's in here collecting eyeballs. <laughs> is that cat? Is that cat? Hey, what's up with you? Danny? He said, grabbing my shoulders. Tell me why. You're making him so much worse. You've got yeah, a dirty Ouija board. Dirty Ouija board. We have a dirty Ouija board. Now that's a podcast, isn't it? Welcome to Dirty Ouija board. Like everyone knew, but no one cares because they wanted someone to blame. <laughs> Don't you feel a little... <laughs> Don't you feel a little bad for her? She's still waiting for justice after all this time. <laughs> Were you touching your genitals at the yeah, time? Yeah, Grandma's like, I know all about yeah. it. When I got litty with the clitty in the shower. <laughs> Just getting litty with the clitty. <laughs> My wife appeared to have broken a few limbs during her fall, but that didn't stop her from moving quickly. To be fair, I have slept next to you and it's like the <laughs> devil has just <laughs> possessed your whole being. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! This is so... So cute! Hang on. I can't even... I'm confused about that. Maraca! Well done for getting to one year. Thank you. <clears throat> We've got Balland balloon. We've got Dick balloon. When um, you said you were going to get some balloons, I saw on my head like one of those, you know, the circle ones that just go one. But no, you've got. Oh no 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 no! I'm not going basic on this. I want, I want the full. Can you see my one? Can you see my? Can you see my one? It looks like I had um, an eleven-year-old my... secret child as I was wandering through Covent Garden with these. Can you see my penis? Penis Can you see my penis? Um, well, my God, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary and birthday. This is... Is it an oh, anniversary or a birthday? Uh, isn't it both? It's both. So this is our anniversary special, a little bonus epi <laughs> to celebrate one year of one the Huns. Goddamn. Yeah. Um, as you can see, we've got tits out, spangles on. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> um, you've got your combats on and a spangled dress. All right, that up was top. no, you can't. That you're you're letting people behind the curtain. I want to let them behind the curtain. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what's happened to Susie today. <laughs> She's turned into like Bruce Forsyth. Honestly, I have been so excited about this episode all night. It's very all exciting. morning. I've been up. I've been playing um, Kylie remixes I, um, in my bathroom like this. Not thrilled about that. <laughs> Kylie, not my fave, as you know. Um, well, listen, you need to change your mind well, on that. how, uh, what, I mean, what a year. What a year. What a year what have we done? Been? We've done live shows. Well, we started in Edinburgh last year. No, this year we no, did a live year. show. That was our show. first one. And we were 
bricking it, but it was super fun. We also started in the pod box, and I know a few people have said they prefer the pod box energy. Yeah. And do you know what? Sometimes, so do I. Yeah. But this is free. This is <laughs> this is Spotify. This is Spotify. Um, also, free. I've brought. Um, I didn't bring my Himalayan rock salt because I thought today is a speci, oh. and I've got some Epsom salts, soothe and relax oils. Susan, relax. Excellent. What did I say? You said Susan. Did I? Yeah. I've got <clears throat> Susan on the brain. <laughs> Epsom bath salts. Oh, no, sorry. Susan, relax muscles. That's what I said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, that freaked me out. Then but I, I, I was just going to say, Hans, if you um, have some paranormal activity in your um, life, get yourself some Epsom bath salts. Susan. Susan. Susan, relax. Whack them in the bath. Have a relaxing bath because, as you know, you can't have a shower because if you shut your eyes in the shower, it will get you. Oh, very good. Yeah. Mr. Longfingers will come and get yeah. you. So there they are. Um, that's going to protect us for the epi. Then we've got some parsley, mm. which I thought we could put in our hair. Come on, then. Oh, my God. <laughs> you ready? I'm oh going to my... put a little sprig. A little sprig there. Do you need a bit more? No. I think you do. I'm going to put one. Look at that. Gorgeous. Oh, like the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> Pasta. Pasta. <laughs> There's no parsley. <laughs> we are on fire. So you get two fucking episodes this week. How lucky are oh, you? Oh, my God. Actually, bear with me one sec. I just want to play one more. Oh, God. Is this another variation on Happy Birthday? No. No. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what adverts can get in the bin, can't they? No, don't say that. Apart from our adverts. <laughs> Please listen to us. What's happening? <laughs> What's this? Oh. I'm obsessed with creepy happy new birthday music. Oh, it's horrible. I'm so pleased. What? What? I could just hear something in my earphones. It felt like someone stood next to me. Oh, the crow. I love a crow. We love a, a crow. crow on a misty morning. Oh, yes, please. Um, oh, yes, So I've, I've had my fill of sound effects and uh, yeah. now we're, I think so. Now we're in. Maraca. So we made it to a year and I think we should um, <clears throat> raise the toast mm. to, listen, making it this far. We keep saying it. We've come so far. We've come so far. I forgot. Well, we're going to get some Prosecco, weren't we? But it's the morning. And I think if we started in the morning, we're really, we're on a downward spiral. Yeah, because we'll, we'll go I Gordon's could, after. I could easily start drinking in the morning. Well, I do feel like today's situation. a bit like Christmas. Yeah. And I, I was like, I would be very happy to have had a little Moet. Oh, yeah. You uh, have a little, you have a little drinky in the I morning. I don't even want Prosecco morning. after this. I want champagne. No, I'm not, a, I mean, I'll take it. I'm not a massive champagne fan. What? Well, I don't really see, I don't really understand the, um, the, the markup. Because it tastes better. I don't think it does. It does. I'd rather have a nice glass of wine. But I will have a glass of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I will have a glass of champagne with you after. Oh, okay, lovely. It's for a celebration. Um, would you like to do the honorary tarot? Oh, I'd love to. The anniversary app. Your nails That's look so stunning. Good. Oh, thank you. Um, mm. I they desperately need redoing, to be honest with you. But I, I am in. I'm thinking about going a French tip next time. French tip. You know they come back French tits or French tip. 
You know that French tips have come back in fashion? Oh, fashion. They're back, baby, and I'm here for it. Okay, here we go. A shuffle. A shuffle. Shuffle, shuffle. Okay. Oh, we did our lovely Instagram live last night, didn't we? That was a fucking shit show. It was an absolute shambles. It was. Um, okay, you ready? If you want to see me the, the very beginning. Chuck me the boot. If you want to see the very beginning of our Instagram live last night, which mm. was 12... Oh, that was <laughs> useless. Which was 12 minutes of Susie not understanding how to do Instagram lives. You can go and find it on her Instagram page. Hit <laughs> follow and like. Oh, you passed this fan out, babe. Ah. Okay, I'm getting a lot. I'm going to take this really seriously today. Can you? Here we go. Okay, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Oh, oh I'm my just bouncing something in my finger. Like a little electric shock. Go on. So I'm going to go here. This one. Is it? Yeah, I, I was sort of around and I just sort of felt a duck on my finger. Sounds like you're slamming. And then I went, does it? Yeah. Oh, is it great? I think we've had this before. The Page of Wands. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's the lad I couldn't find. What's he, describe him. He's got, um, he's oh, got, my God, I just, I literally opened it on the oh, page. Oh, that is so, he's got a little hat on with a feather in, like um, that bloke out of Matilda. And he's holding a carrot, a massive carrot, looking up at it. What is it great? This is a really good one for our anniversary bonus. Is it? Yeah. The page embodies passionate. In fact, he's got a dress on that's a bit like yours. What? Yeah, your yellow and black dress. Oh, the yellow and black yeah. one. Yeah. Um, it says the Jazzy page boots. embodies passionate, raw potential. Oh, yes. Great ideas exist, but haven't come to fruition because of inexperience or fear. <laughs> now, I would say tarot. That's a bit harsh. That's a bit mean. We've do you had... want to do one as well? Oh yeah, we should do one too. Okay. Just don't don't get like fucking don't get the devil or whichever one's the really bad one, I the see tower. It. I see. It. I was actually thinking that one, but I'm gonna go that one last minute. What? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I'm just gonna what what look okay. at what you could have had. Oh my god, it's more carrots again. The carrots are always good. It's a bloke. Are the carrots about growth? I think they are. It's the nine. This card is a representation of strength and resiliency, even through difficult times. It's a symbol of hope and encouragement. Uh, it's the same thing. It's really good. That's great. Here's but what you could have had. I didn't want it. Here's what you could have had. It's like a game show. Oh. What is it? I believe. I don't think we've ever had this. It's the four of cups. Oh, look how... Um, it's a bloke with a... He looks, looks a bit like Pete Doherty back in the day. Um, drinking a little beer. <laughs> Um, I would say being handed being handed a beer by a cloud. That's weird, isn't that's it? That's nice. It's a sign of introspection and reevaluation. Accompanies someone who's unmotivated or apathetic and in need of adjustment. But obviously, I didn't pick that because I'm oh, that's pathetic, so good. Yeah. Um, and I don't need <laughs> adjusting. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, no, oh my god, I'm really adjusted. Look I'm at me. thrilled with the tarot. <laughs> well done. Oh, well it? done, you. Um, Hannah, I've got some listener questions. Oh, let's go. Come on. It's so, party time. I really wish I had a Prosecco. Oh, me too. And a B&H. Um, Benson Hedges. Mm. Our new sponsor. No. Um, I'd love that. So, um, not irresponsible at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, so we have been asked some questions by you for this bonus epi. Uh, first one, how we met. How we, we met. We get this a lot we because I think people are like, how do you know each other? Have you known each other years? Actually, we haven't. It's been like, what, two years? 
<sighs> Nearly, if but that... it's, it's less than that. I've known you less than two years. How weird is that? It feels, it feels like a, a lot, lot longer. longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it yeah. shows how good a friendship we have that we can be this yeah. bit too comfortable with yeah. each other. You know it all. Yeah. Yeah, well, we both know it all. Yeah. We know too yeah, much. We know too much. We've seen behind You've the curtain. You've got a lot of blackmail material on me. Oh, yeah, God, same. Yeah, Jesus, this is... that's terrifying. So, yeah, in a way, yeah. I think that's what bonds people. Like, spill your darkest secrets and then they'll yeah, never well, go. Yeah, that's it. You kind of just have to then stay together no matter what happens. Yeah. Um, we met at a very bad gig. Was it bad? Did you think it was bad? It wasn't great. It, it was it... like there was, about, there was about, probably about 15 people there, if not. Less. They were smiley. I can't really remember it. I can just remember being like, wish I wasn't here. And <laughs> <laughs> I not, had another not gig. Great. I had another gig to go to. It was when I, I think I just started. What what would you have been like a year in? Uh yeah. Because I'd just started comedy. Susie's about a year in. So we're both ve- in terms of comedy, we're both still very new. Yeah, babies. <laughs> to be fair. Um but right then we were like Sexy embryos. Baby. Sexy baby. Um <laughs> Oh, yeah. Why does she say that, Taylor Swift, in that song? Um, Because she's a legend and she's a sexy no, baby. No, I don't think she is a legend. Sometimes I think she's having you all on. Sexy baby. I think she's having you all on. Um, I would say I am a sexy baby. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> I would say we should stop saying sexy baby. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we went to, I went to gig. Susie was there. Um, I complimented Susie's top. Uh, and then I went and did my set and then I had to leave. <laughs> She because had to leave, girl. I had another gig. Um, so, yeah, I didn't see Susie do a gig that night. And then Susie asked me to do her gig, uh, going South Comedy. Thank you for the plug. And then we got loads of, we drank loads, didn't we? Yeah, I think we just got pissed at my comedy night. And then I was like, yes. how did we get on to spooky shit? It was literally, we went. We spent some time in Edinburgh together last year. Yeah. But you were only there for a I wasn't there for long. You were only there for was Oh, it? yeah. We, we spent a bit of time together in Edinburgh. <clears> and then we went for brunch. That was it. And we were like, like do you know the amount of people I've said, let's start a podcast? Oh, really? Loads. What, you've said I'm a that? podcast lag. Wow, I didn't actually know that. I feel a but, bit. I feel a bit. No, 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 no. I've never, I've never followed through with it because you, all, you, you always meet, you're like, yeah, 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 we should do that. And you can tell they're not going to put as much in. Yeah. As you are. Because I was like, if I'm going to do it, I need it to be good. Yeah. And you saw class. I saw the uh, potential. Uh, thri- the thrive. The yes. drive. The thrive. The drive. The thrive. The drive. Have you been drinking already? I'm just so <laughs> excited. The drive. I'm so, I don't think this will actually be a great episode because I'm, I'm so like. Ugh. Do you know what was weird though when we were talking about the podcast? Yeah. When we were talking about first starting one up. Yeah. You, um, we were talking about our favourite ghost stories. And like talking about how great they all are. We were talking about Danny Robbins on Uncanny and how great he was. I mean, the fact that we had him on as a guest the other the other week is just yeah. outrageous because we were that's what bonded us. And then um Susie was we were talking about the story about about where um, a woman's in bed and the dog licks her hand. Oh yeah. And then she she opens her eyes and goes into the bathroom and the dog's dead, so she doesn't know what's licked her hand. Honestly, as we were talking about that, we were sat outside Amber's Ballum Plug. If you want to sponsor us, you can. It's called Heidi's. Fuck. Amber's. Amber's. <laughs> that is obviously coming to Ballum soon, let's be honest. There's a Gales and Megan's yeah, at Heidi's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Amber's Chardonnay's. Next. Yeah. Tara's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lindsay's. Um, <clears throat> God, they're not going to fucking sponsor us now, are they? Um, 
And we were sat outside, Heidi's, getting pissed. It was summer, wasn't it? It was lovely. I actually don't think it Such was summer, was it? I think we were in coats. Actually, we can find out because you posted a picture on Instagram. You po- we, we posted a, a picture of... A, was it on our ghost hunt's Instagram? Yeah. I'm going to find it. We were we hadn't even recorded an episode at this point. No, I don't think we had the Instagram account by then. Oh, it's it's definitely... But I'll I think... Find it. Do you know what it was? We were outside. It was summer. <clears> and <throat> then Susie was talking about that. But we did... Sorry, I wasn't coughing to Leg shut one. you up. Sorry. That sounded like a was. me. <laughs> so, um, no, just to go back a bit. Oh, God, I don't think anyone cares, but I will. I'll tell no, you. No, anyway. fuck it, they do. Okay. It's our birthday episode. It's our birthday. Um, so, yeah, if you're only here for the scary stories, I'd leave now. <laughs> you we are going to do some scary stories, but. By the way, we've got some really creepy ones, so do hang in there. I'm very excited. Terrible chat. Um, but I was going to say, what we were planning on doing before we talked about a podcast, we were going to do an Edinburgh show together. And we were going to host it. We were like, why don't we do like, why don't we theme it? Because we like spooky things. Is and that then, what we were going to do? Yes. And we were going to call it Prosecchi with the Deddy. <laughs> and then and then one of us, and I don't remember who, said, oh, well, instead of that, what about a podcast? Uh, I, I can't. Then, oh, here it is. This is the picture. Oh, you're right. It was. Yeah. No, wait, it was the day before Halloween. No, the 30th. Yeah, 30th of October. We look really good there. Oh, we don't what we happened? look smashing. Honestly. Well, we can, we'll, oh. we'll edit that one in. Your hair, I loved your ginger then. It was very vibrant. It was very vibrant. Your ginger. I'm not not vibrant these days, just vibrant Oh, of God, the soul. we were so, we look so not stressed. Yeah. It's only a year ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm haggard and knackered. Haggard and knackered, fat and shattered, that's me. <laughs> Fat and shattered. Oh my and god! Haggard and knackered. Yeah, really. haggard and knackered. Fat and shattered. Susie. Um, so we that's great. that's how we met. We met at a gig. Oh, then we got on. pissed yeah. in Heidi's. So when we were pissed in Heidi's, we were telling this story about the dog. Oh yeah. And then Susie was sat there drinking a prosecco with sunglasses on. This dog came over and licked her hand <gasps> as we were oh talking. The whippet. The whippet. Yeah. Do you remember? Yes. And we were like, "That's a sign." I mean, we were pissed. Yeah. The greyhound. Yeah. And then the the greyhound's owner was. We were, so we were like, "We've just been talking about a podcast and this story." We we're like, "Where a dog licks a hand of a woman." And then your dog came over and looked at his hands. Yeah. Like, and then the off. dog is garroted in the bath, and they yeah. were like, "Could you please <laughs> step away from my beautiful dog?" And we were like, <laughs> Oh, it was so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Loads of weird things happened that day, though, when we were talking about it. Do you remember? Yeah. Can't remember what they were. No. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Do you remember? I was like, she's going to take over. She's going to come in and no, take no, over. No, no, no. But I That'd do. But do you know what? Ever since we've started the pod, very weird things have happened, like coincidences. Yeah. Um, just odd, I agree. odd things that we both are in sync with, which I'm like, yeah. this was obviously meant to be. Yes, completely. Um, so that's how it came about. That's how it and came I think about. The next day, we were both too polite to 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 think about it anymore. So we were like, we'll no, just do I it. was absolutely infused. <laughs> I was so infused I was, by our chat. I, think, um, I went back home and I was absolutely trashed off the champagne, and I had like oh, dinner with Mum. Oh yeah, she wasn't very happy with you, was <laughs> no, she? No, sorry, Mum. You you will probably but remember here we that. Are. 50, we 52 weeks 52 later. 52 years oh later. Haggard and knackered. Um, Haggard and So, knackers. and we've come so far, we've um, we've got, we're in the sky. Uh, we're on oh, British yeah. Airways. We You can fly with us to LA. Jesus. Isn't that mental? Well, I was on a BA flight the other day. It was only short. 
We don't do short haul. And I was very annoyed. We're quite international. Like, oh, I'm going on BA. And then I forgot that it's short haul, not long haul. But if you can, wherever you can, take a train. Hashtag carbon footprint. <laughs> Hashtag we care about the world. Take a bike. Mm, that pumpkin is not made of plastic. It's actually made of recycled materials. Is it actually? No. Okay. Um, someone's asked, who would die first in a horror movie? I think careful about what you say about this, Hannah. <laughs> because I can see where you're going. Um, the thing is, it did take you 30 minutes to set up a life. No, okay. Just because I'm not very good at tech, yeah. that's not going to help or hinder well, me why don't in a horror we? movie, is it? Why don't we? <clears throat> yeah, but I feel like you're the person that would run upstairs. Do you know what? I actually think I'm a bit braver than that. When something freaks me out, I go and investigate. Mm. Yeah, well, that's why you die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> I go and find out with absolutely What's no that weapons. noise in the attic. Let's go and have a look. I I don't. I pretend like I'm asleep. So if anybody is there, then if anyone's robbing the house, and I'm if I'm worried that anyone's in the house, yeah. they're robbing me. I'll I'll stay asleep so they don't feel the need to kill me. So you're going to play dead, and I'm going to run at danger. So yeah. both of us are going to die at the no, same I'm, time. No, I'm going to be alive. No, you won't. Because they're going to think I'm dead. No, they'll think you're asleep, mate. Yeah, but okay, right. Okay, okay. Uh, I think it's going to be you. Okay, and the next question is, um, <laughs> how, have you ever had a ghosty encounter? Loads. Yeah. Loads. You actually have been more haunted than I. Loads. Oh, did I tell everyone about my... Was that, what did I tell everyone about when I was at Adam's the other day and I saw that shadow? You did on um, Had, Hands After Oh, Dark. I'll tell you now. I was, I was, watching, um, I was watching TV at my boyfriend's. Uh, he wasn't in the house. There was no one there. Uh, I can't. I there was basically like a shadow of the headboard on the other side of the wall because I can remember seeing the shadow. I was like, "Oh, I was like, what's that?" And I was like, "It's headboard." So I was watching TV and then I saw someone walk past, like somebody was walking behind me. But I only had the headboard of the bed there. It's Lynn. It was like a walk, so that was weird. A strut. I also thought that my I'd seen my dad in the mirror in the bathroom. No, my dad's not dead. So that's it's <laughs> good I to know. Good. I'm just, I'm just going to keep it very Has short. Has he forgiven you for Terry's chocolate oh, orange? I, I haven't been back. Someone actually responded and said um, you should use um, like pulped up aspirin. But I don't think my dad's going to appreciate me going anywhere near that fucking sofa. I would leave. I'm going it, back yeah. on Saturday, so I'll find out. Um, yeah, when I was younger, <clears throat> I, I looked and I was like 15, and I was getting myself ready to go and get like um, to put my lamp. Lambrusco shirt on, and do you remember was it called Carbrini or something? It was called. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, um, I was ready to get like my capper <laughs> outfit on and Capri, go and get fingered yeah. in the fields. Lovely. And um, I was doing my makeup, and I looked in the mirror, and my door was open, and I saw my dad walk past and go into the bathroom and turn on the taps because he's a he's a builder. So every day he'd come home from work and go and have a shower. Um, so I was like, Dad, can you give me a lift, please, down to my mates Deborah's? And he never answered. Uh, and I went into the bathroom, no one there. Went downstairs, said to my mum, where's dad? She was like, he'll be home about six. <gasps> Shit. And I can just remember seeing that figure walk past and go into the bathroom. Wow. And nobody else in the house. And it was definitely a man. That is creepy. And I saw, nothing else came in or out because I was, I was, I couldn't, I would have seen it in the mirror. Weird, it? To be honest, that is weird, and I do think your house has something about it that's a little. If anywhere's creepy. haunted, it's that fucking house. My mom has also seen a little boy 
run up run the stairs. Because you know how the she, stairs get she's up and now round. an unreliable narrator. She is, yeah, because she lied. <laughs> I mean, I lied too, she's Terry. I'm with liar. you on this, Terry. But... I know you're listening. And you're a liar. Yeah, she she did lie. She lied. She lied to loads of other people about it as well. Because if they were in my company, she'd just like they go. Did you, Terry? She was like, love yeah. your mum. I think that's so. She funny. has got serious issues. My only ghosty in. <laughs> Hang on, we all have issues. I, um, I think embrace them. I think, I, yeah. The West Lab is in front of my boobs. The West Lab. <laughs> the West Lab. Um, have you ever any? Have you ever seen a ghost? Um, yeah, I think in Ecuador when uh, we were driving up a mountain <laughs> in Ecuador. <laughs> my gap year. My gap year. Yeah. Was it on a gap year? It wasn't. No, it was on my year abroad. Oh, even fucking worse. Yeah, because I studied Spanish. I did Spanish. I you know. Are you fluent in Spanish? Sí, sí, claro, sí. Are you actually? Tú eres un gilipollas. <laughs> are you actually are you actually fluent? Yeah, I just called you a dickhead in Spanish. Really? Oh, I didn't know you were fluent. I just thought you were being a knob. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, most of the time, 80% true. I wish I could speak another language, actually. Can you teach me? Sí. How do you say I saw a ghost in Spanish? Vi una fantasma. Oh, you're very good. Vi una fantasma. Yeah. Is that right? The or I have seen he visto una fantasma. I've visto una fantasma. You're very good. Do you know what? I'm very impressed. Oh, gracias. I thought you were being a little knobhead. No. But it turns out you can actually speak Spanish. No, I can, I can. How's that ever coming useful? Well, um, not in like a sarcastic way. <laughs> on, on holiday to Sevilla. <laughs> um, right, well, if I'm ever going away. We should do um we country. should do a little trip to Spain and then I can Oh you can show uh, off sort us out. And oh I show love off. that vibe. Yeah. yeah. And also I could do a little um you know, a little segment, I could do a Spanish story for our actually we do have listeners in Mexico. I was just gonna say we do have listeners, we have listeners in Mexico, we have listeners yeah. in Spain. If anybody wants us to come over Yo estoy mejor. If you uh, have... Hannah está peor. Uh, yo estoy uh, la, la, la mejor <laughs> mujer en todo el mundo. <laughs> No, that was bad at the end. I slagged you off just then. You haven't met one. Oh, did you? What did you say? I said, I'm the best and you're the worst. And I clapped it like <laughs> a you knob. Clapped. You should have guessed that. Oh, that. that was so Anyway, mean. I feel I feel like I'm on the spotlight. Okay. Um, so, another question. When are you going on tour? Oh, fuck. We're going we're gonna to begin. We're going to do a little I think. I've just spat everywhere. That's disgusting. I'm so sorry to everyone else who needs to use the microphone after all. Um, it might be Arnold Schwarzenegger again. Arnie's going to be on the pod. Arnie was sat in your we, seat, wasn't he? A couple yeah, of weeks ago. I might lick it. Imagine if we got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Apparently he just plays chess on his oh, iPad. Weird. Imagine though, if we go over like, I don't see no ghost. <laughs> Hang on, why is he from Hull? <laughs> I don't see no ghosts. Dinner ladies back. Oh, by the way, someone wrote in of their best bits, Yorkshire dinner ladies. Oh, it was, yeah. Because... My mum said when when we did that bit, she was like, it didn't sound like it was coming out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you were possessed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you know, you you can speak Spanish, I can speak Yorkshire. Yorkshire, <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, I forgot now. Um, I'm so bad at podcasting. Touring, really. touring, touring. Touring. I think we might do a little because I think we're going to go, we're going to do England, North. Yeah. And then I think we want to do a little America. America. A little one in America, maybe. Well, yeah, we're definitely going to get out of London. Definitely so 2024 is the year of merch. Oh, yes. Tour. So merch, this is our announcement. You've been asking for merch. It's fucking coming. It is. I'll be honest with you. We were going to do it ready for Christmas, but we didn't. We thought 
that we were going to end up disappointing everybody and you wouldn't get your stuff in time for Christmas. So we're just not going to do it. It's <laughs> going to be like that kind of blues January vibe. Yeah. Where it's like, actually... When you're going to be in, a, in at home, you've got a bit of Christmas cash and you want a cosy jumper or hoodie yeah. to sit around in and you can go and get one from our merch store. It will be available very early in the new year. So yeah. keep an eye out. We'll obviously let you know. But it's so exciting we have merch. What are you going to do if you want, want like see someone walking around in a ghost hunter hoodie? I'm going to die. I would die, but before I die, I'd give him a massive hug. Yeah. Imagine if they were like, this is my friend. Yeah, I borrowed it because I was I cold and I don't know what the fuck it fucking is. Go away, I'd be please. like, don't bother listening. Um, I keep also, I keep running into you all in the streets and into a lovely woman called Hannah. Gorgeous name. Hannah. Hannah on the street of um, Alfred and Castle. Hi, Hannah. Um, Hi, Hannah. She was really, it's so nice to meet you all in the streets. Yeah. But do forgive me if I'm a in bit In the streets like, and surprised. in the sheets. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> next question is... Um, Susie's just shagging you all, apparently. Yeah, come on. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Um, are there any more guest huns in the pipeline? Oh, my God. We can't say. But I think you'll all agree. Oh, can we say we her name? No. Well, 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 we don't know if we'll get we don't, I, I don't know if Can we just say her. how much of a fan we are? Go on. Yeah. Okay, so Daisy May Cooper... It's like our dream guest. She's obsessed with ghosts. She loves ghosts, and she's we think she's so a fucking riot. Funny. She's so fun. This I think country she is, is one, of one of the, f- the best yeah. things I've ever watched. I can watch that over and over, yeah. and I will still piss. I think over Christmas I'm going to rewatch all of this country. Oh, it's so good. There's not enough of them. No, there's nowhere near enough of them. She's absolutely nailed it. I just think her and Charlie are just like oh, they're he's brilliant. incredible as well. They're so. Good. Yeah. So I, I think in 2024 that will hopefully be we're going to manifest it. Our next guest. Well, I think she's Danny Robbins fab. is going to be working with her soon. Uh, is he? Yeah. He's he's investigating ghosts in her house. Shut the fuck did up. Not, did she not? Did I send that to you? No. I meant to. What Nobody other fucking person did you send it yeah, to? Yeah, he's going to. Oh, I think someone sent it to me. Yeah, <gasps> Danny Robbins is going to be investigating Daisy May Cooper's house. Oh my god. Because she's a massive. I've ghost. got FOMO. She's I've a got massive thrills. ghost on. Yeah. I know I feel a bit like that. I've got massive FOMO. Yeah. Do you reckon we could tag along? Yeah, just outside. <laughs> oh my God, fancy seeing you here. Shall we eat? <laughs> Shall we come in? We've got yeah. some parsley. Let ghost stalkers. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to try and get her on. That is our biggest, biggest hope. But we're not sure if it is going to happen. She might not want to. So if any of you know Daisy, could you please let her know that this is the best career opportunity? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hopefully. Your parsley started wilting, mate. No. Already. It's gone a bit flaccid. For fuck's sake. Um, But I think you will all agree that we've only ever had the creme de la creme of guests on. Oh, gorgeous. Gorgina. Starting to look a bit more manic as the day as the (laughs) wears on. Um, So other best bits that people have sent in. We've got we've got Das Wolf. That was one of that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> that was that was I a lot of fun. Pissed myself. A lot of people have liked. Obviously, Lynn has has been a huge. Lynn hit. is a huge. Hit. And someone mm-hmm. said that Lynn is our founding father, and in a way, like yeah, this she pod should be is, on is, currency. Yeah, like Lynn is our everything. Yeah. Um, is we need it, Lynn on a bit. Is of it Cat Aurora Bow release? Is it Cat? Um, Joseph, obviously everyone hates Joseph, him, but he's the guy yeah, you love to hate. Yeah. Um, Litty with the clitty. Um, Litty someone sent in. They want that on a mug. Oh my god! Yeah, I would. Fine. Yeah, we'll we'll get it to you. Yeah, no problem. Getting Litty with the clitty. Um, but other than the dinner that, ladies, 
I think we've had we've had the di- yeah dinner ladies the, the, the Yorkshire dinner lady the Yorkshire the fifteen year old yeah. Yorkshire dinner lady um, very good so yeah essentially some that's... really great we've had some amazing moments surprisingly because half the time I'll be honest with you we've got absolutely no idea what we're doing we still don't know what we're doing I don't know. but we carry on regardless I don't think we ever will I, if the, I mean. We could have done with like a little MVQ course on podcasting before we started. I think so. <laughs> Man, I've wasted so much of it, but it's time. Yeah. Um, um, Shall I kick us off with a really creepy story? I love a story, please. Okay, honestly, this is going to be an absolute treat. I'm excited. These I'm are, gonna, I've got some creepy I'm ass get in shit. Here, I'm going to relax. <clears throat> yes, go. Okay. We had just moved into a little ranch house in the suburbs. Storybook neighbourhood, quiet, friendly neighbours, picket fences, the whole nine yards. Suffice to say that this was supposed to be a new start for me, a recently single dad and my three-year-old son. A time to move on from the previous year's drama and stress. I viewed the thunderstorm as a metaphor for this fresh start. One last show of theatrics before the dirt and grime of the past would be washed away. My son loved it anyway. Even with the power cut, it was the first big storm we'd ever seen. Flashes of lightning flooded the bare rooms of our house, imparting unpacked boxes with long creeping shadows, and he jumped and squealed as the thunder boomed. Oh, it sounds lovely. Mm, I'm there, I'm there. A few candles. It was well past his bedtime before he'd finally settled down enough to go to sleep. The next morning, I found him awake in bed and smiling. I watched the lightning at my window, he proudly announced. A few mornings later, he told me the same thing. You're silly, I said. It didn't storm last night. You're only dreaming. Oh. He seemed somewhat disheartened. I ruffled his hair and told him not to worry. There should be another storm soon. Then it became a pattern. He would tell me he watched the lightning outside his window at least twice a week, despite there being no storms. Recurring dreams of that first memorable thunderstorm, I figured. It's easy to hate myself in hindsight. Everybody assures me there's nothing I could have done. No way I could have known. But I'm supposed to be the guardian of my child and these are useless words of comfort. I constantly relive that morning, making my coffee, pouring milk over my cereal, picking up the newspaper to read about the woman local authorities had just arrested. It was front page stuff. Apparently, she wanted a child of her own. She'd stake out their house for a while and take flash photos of them through their window while they slept. Oh no! My stomach sank as the connection was made. At the time, it was merely something from a child's imagination. In retrospect, it's the scariest thing I've ever heard. About a week before she was caught, my son came up to me in his pyjamas. Guess what? He asked. What? No more lightning at my window. Oh, good. I played along. Oh, that's nice. It finally died. Oh, that's nice. No more predator. (laughs) I played along. Oh, that's nice. It finally died down, huh? No. Now it's in my closet. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Ah! Oh, I've got. Oh, I just, I've got, I just I've reversed really into the bell end balloon. <laughs> oh, my God. That was horrible. Good creep, though, that isn't it? That was really good. Oh, that gave me the willies. Yeah, the willies. Well, the willy willies. Um, the willy willy willies. I, it actually, the original story, um, it was a pedo, but I changed it. <laughs> A bit nicer. Very good. Woman who wants a child. No, we can't than... have we can't have paedophiles can't have the on the peed. birthday episode. <laughs> so I 
did tweak it. Uh, a I wouldn't say no. That, what I would have, I, I, I think you were supposed to have maybe just not said that. But listen, listen, I appreciate we're, we're the honest tons. Do you I know what I mean? I appreciate the honesty. No problem honest. Um, so um, I, do you want a stirring? Yes, of course. Okay, I'm going to try and read this in my best theatrical way. Oh please. Okay. <clears throat> I want I want dramatic pause. Okay. I want tension. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be the best fucking goddamn story I've ever told. Okay. Oh Jesus Ready? Christ! Yeah. Woo! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're getting excited now. I'm excited for that um, champagne that's gonna hit me in about an hour. Okay. This is called my wife and I moved into an old farmhouse. The basement is possessed. <laughs> the way you said possessed. Is Possessed. It's like I'm on the news. Guys, it's possessed. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. We're back in. We're We've back got in. sun in Edinburgh and rain in Glasgow. <laughs> and Dom D is possessed. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, that's the last of it. I sat breathing a sigh of collapsing on the couch. I am officially toast. I actually think that means dead. An American slang, but this means knackered, I think. I just finished hauling the last couple of boxes into the house from the moving truck. Stacks of them were piled throughout. That's like the same in your store. Excuse me? People have just moved. They moved in your story, they're moving in my story. It's taking the piss out of you. Fuck's sake. Carry on. Some things never change. Um, Stacks of them were piled throughout the living room, making a corrugated fortress around me. Unpacking would be another long adventure, but at least we had finally gotten all of our belongings into the farmhouse so that we could begin the process of starting our new life here. As I lay on the couch, couch? As I lay on the couch? As I lay on the couch, relaxing momentarily, the hairs began to stand up on the back of my neck. I started to get a strong sense that I was being watched. Specifically, from the door beneath the stairs, leading to the basement. It creaked open, slowly, just a crack, as I observed it. I closed my eyes, ignoring that paranoid feeling. There was no one else in the house except for us. Therefore, nobody was watching me. It was just my imagination. But still, every time I turned away, I felt a tingling and saw a vague shadow in that direction just barely visible in my peripherals. There was also a feeling of a presence that I could not ignore. The door to the basement yawned open wider, as if inviting me in. Darkness peered out, blacker than a midnight graveyard. Standing... That's definitely a nail polish uh, colour. <laughs> oh, midnight graveyard. Oh, uh, we should patent that and make it. Ah, oh, should we do it? Oh my God, our own nail line. <laughs> Fuck! That is, of course, the next obvious thing. Yeah, move. our own tarot cards and a nail polish. I am so and skincare. Mm, um, just a massive needle. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Botox. <laughs> we can all do those in vouchers. <coughs> Standing up. Oh my god! Hang on. Standing up on shaking legs, I began to walk over to that door, thinking a draft from the basement must be blowing it open. I didn't like the feeling of it being ajar. Don't ask me why, but I just didn't like it. As I drew closer, then sensation of eyes watching me became even more powerful. As if I was drawing closer to a predator and my body was telling me to turn away and run. The darkness was too much for me to look at, so I turned my eyes away briefly. But that made it even worse. I couldn't help thinking that if someone jumped out from the doorway, I wouldn't see it until it was too late. 
so I look back again, forcing myself to focus my attention on the eerie blackness. When I returned my gaze to the doorway, I could have sworn I saw eyes looking at me from the darkness. For a brief instant, so quick it could have been passed off as a trick of the light. But it made my heart skip a... Skip? <laughs> skip! My heart skips, skips, I think. <laughs> but it made my heart... F- oh, fuck you! <laughs> Outrageous. It made my heart skip a beat nonetheless. I slammed the door shut so hard it shook the house and my white... white why, what's happening? <laughs> I honestly think I'm having a stroke. Come back, come back, come back. Okay. I slammed the door shut so hard it shook the house and my wife yelled at me to be more gentle with the old place. Heading into the kitchen, my heart was thumping in my chest and I told Christine what had happened. What do you mean you saw eyes down there? There was somebody in the basement, are you saying? We need to call the cops if that's the case. Hang on, hang on. I was trying to decide if my overtired brain had just imagined it. I thought I'd seen something, but the more I considered it, the less likely it seemed. It could have been my eyes playing tricks on me. I'll grab a flashlight and I'll go and take a look. No, you can't. It's too dangerous. This is you. Just going to go and fucking explore. Oh, well, I'm like the guy who's like, go in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get into the basement. No, you can't. It's too dangerous. The place was locked up, right? So it couldn't have been a person down there. I was probably just imagining things. But I'll take a look just to be safe and to put my mind at rest. Are you sure about this? Maybe we should just call the police and have them check it out. It'll take them an hour just to get here. We're not in the city anymore, remember? Besides, there's no way anybody could have gotten in here since the owners left. Not unless they had a key. Just let me look, okay? Christine reluctantly agreed and took out her phone, dialing 911 and getting ready to hit send in case anything happened. Send! Did you text 911? Yeah, no, that's just incorrect. No, that is... Factually incorrect. I found a flashlight in one of the boxes marked camping and opened the basement door. Taking a deep, shuddering breath, I began to descend. Proceeding down the rickety steps, the beam of light showed multitudes of dust motes and particles floating in the air, being kicked up by my movements. Ancient wooden stairs creaked beneath my feet with each step as I took. No. Ancient wooden stairs creaked beneath my feet with each step I took, going down and down, deeper beneath the ground. As I did, that feeling returned again. That sensation of something watching me. That unpleasant feeling began to grow and blossom into the worst fear I'd ever experienced. The old farmhouse had an ancient relic of a basement, I'd realised. Since we'd moved from a long way away, we hadn't seen the place in person. This was the first time I'd been down here. The owners had chosen not to include pictures of the basement in their ad, and I was beginning to understand why. Shining my light around, I saw there were old pieces of leather and ragged strips of wire, rope and twine hanging from the ceiling's crossbeams. Crude wooden crosses assembled from broken sticks and small logs hung suspended from them, turning and swaying gently despite the lack of breeze down in the basement. It's all very culty. Blair Witch. Yeah. I felt a presence behind me. And I spun around, the air turning ice cold. For a moment, I thought I saw a dark shadow shape similar to a person. But there was no one standing there. Every part of me wanted to get out there, but I knew I had to make sure the basement was empty. I shone my flashlight into every corner and every hidden space, making sure it was unoccupied. Surely enough, it was. But I did find something. There was a black box in a stone alcove surrounded by encryptions. 
surrounded by inscriptions carved directly into the foundations of the house. The strange shrine resembled something from a church or a temple, but it appeared darker somehow, evil. A chill ran through my bones which seemed to emanate from the stone. Unlit candles and strange black statues surrounded the box hitting dead centre, the focal piece of this creepy, unholy altar. I don't remember taking the box upstairs with me, but nonetheless, I found myself back on the main level holding it in my hands. It looked curious and ancient. The feeling of someone watching remained, accompanied by an old, odd chill which ran through my bones, almost like the temperature in the house had gone down by ten degrees. There's nobody down there, I told Christine, who was waiting for me at the top of the stairs. But I did find this weird box and all those cro- all these crosses hanging from the ceiling. That's so casual. I'm like, that's like fucking Pandora's box. Do not go in it. The best part of it is he ends it by going, Trey, creepy. <laughs> okay, yeah. And he's a knob. <laughs> Trey, and creepy. Trey, okay, can that be the uh, title of the episode? Trey, Trey, creepy. Trey, creepy. Oh, I can't yeah, stand cre- it when people he's like do Del- that. He's Del Boy. The Trey Del Creepy. Boy. Trey. Oh, Trey. no. Born Creepy. No. <coughs> Good Creepy. Mwe. Mwe. Jambon. I don't know how to say creepy <clears throat> in Spanish, actually. Oh, so not fluent then. <laughs> What's that? Spooky? A creepy. Does yeah, creepy. Does creepy. <laughs> <laughs> That's outrageous. But a throwback to a lovely time. No, it's a callback. It's a really good callback. <laughs> you need to get rid of that thing, she said, holding her hands up to cover her eyes from even looking at it. I hate it. There's something wrong with it. Really? <laughs> what do you want me to do? How is that a surprise? You found it in a basement covered in crosses with a weird inscription. <laughs> like, why? What's wrong with it? I would say that both of us would open that box, wouldn't we? I don't. Who wouldn't? I would. You shouldn't, so but I, I would open it, yeah. There's something wrong with it. Really? What do you want me to do with it, I asked. It's just some old box, probably somebody's keepsakes. I don't care, just put it outside and send it away with the trash on pickup day. Just get rid of it, Christine said. Christine never acted this way. She didn't believe in superstition or curses. She was a self-proclaimed atheist, in fact. But the way she was acting was enough to convince me she was serious, so I didn't argue. Quite right. Okay, fine, I'll put it outside, I said. I brought it out with me into the front yard and tried to decide where to put it. I settled on leaving it in the back of the moving truck. In the glow of the lights inside the box of the moving van, I took a moment to take a closer look at the box. It was ice cold to the touch, I realised. The surface of it was slick and black like polished marble, but when I took my hand away, it smudged off like charcoal. There were archaic symbols carved into it and a lock held it shut at the front. I found myself trying to open it, but I was unable to. Distantly, I heard something whispering. The voice insistent and rasping. But I dismissed that as just the wind and nothing more. Eventually, I gave up on the box's lock and went inside. My wife looked startled when I walked in the front door. What were you doing out there? I thought you'd just gone to bed. You were out there with that box for over an hour. No. I started to disagree with her, but then I looked at my watch and I realised she was right. Unsure of what to say, I told her I was tired and must have zoned out. I needed to get some sleep. Trudging up the stairs to the bedroom, I collapsed on the unmade mattress and drifted off into a deep slumber. As I slept, I thought you were going to do a snore. <laughs> I wish my story was like that. It's more like. <laughs> To be fair, I have slept next to you and it's like the devil has just <laughs> possessed your whole being. <laughs> I wake myself like, up sometimes. I'm like, oh, who's that? 
<laughs> like it's you. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It, it actually Jeff, is me. I am such a snorer. It's great. <clears throat> um, boom, boom. Um, so he's falling asleep on I the bed. Sleep, okay. As I slept, my dreams were filled with that dark feeling of being observed, as if eyes were watching me closely from the corner of the bedroom, right in the shadows. When I awoke, it was still dark outside. I looked around the pitch black room, feeling uneasy. I saw unfamiliar shapes and shadows I didn't recognise. That sensation of being watched had returned tenfold, and I felt a presence observing me from the corner, where a man-shaped shadow stood. Running over to the door, I turned on the light switch. I flicked it to the on position, but the light didn't turn on. The room remained dark. My heart was pounding because I felt that presence staring at me. I wanted more than anything to turn on the lights, but they wouldn't go on. For some reason, I found myself going back to bed instead of fleeing from the room. I found myself lying back down in bed, tucking myself back under the covers. That dark, unrecognisable shape in the corner of the room began to move. Oh, Jesus, fuck. A person... Just said, oh, Jesus, fucking and burped, so that's nice. I'm disgusting. Well, I need to leave. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Oh, I'm going to be single forever. So okay. mine, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I actually discussed myself. I Please carry it. on. We're talking about these fucking, <laughs> these fucking monsters and ghosts. And like, I'm going to be single. <laughs> that's the real terror. I've got self-awareness in, in buckets, but that doesn't make it any better. I think being single's fab. No, I, I, I just think it's amazing. Carry on, carry on. Um, okay. I'm going to do that bit again. Thank you. But we are keeping it in because it's very yeah, funny. Yeah. The dark, unrecognizable, <laughs> the dark, unrecognizable shape in the corner of the bedroom began to move towards me. The shadow shape of a person reaching out for me, coming for me. <laughs> I tried to move, but I found myself paralysed, unable to. I tried to scream, but I couldn't. I woke up panting, covered in cold sweat, and realised I'd dreamt the whole thing. The shape in the corner of the room had revealed itself in the morning and just was just, in fact, a stack of boxes with coats draped over the top of it. It was barely sunrise outside and Christine was in bed next to me. She bolted upright, looking startled, and asked what... Asked what had happened. I had a horrible dream. It felt so real. You know those waking nightmares when you feel like you're up and walking around after being asleep only to realise you were out the whole time? My wife didn't answer. Her eyes were fixed on something across the room. She was looking at the dresser and her jaw was hanging down. What is that thing doing here? I told you to get rid of it and you brought it up here and opened it instead. She was pointing. I followed her gaze to see the black box from the basement was on the bureau. It was open. I had no memory of doing it. What the hell? I didn't do that and I definitely didn't open it. Did I? You're telling me you don't remember bringing the box up here and opening it? No, it was locked. I couldn't have opened it. Just get it out of here. I don't want to look at it anymore, okay? Bring it to the dump or something. Just get it out of the house. I'm far away from here. I went over to the dresser and saw the box. open box was filled with strange items. A lock of hair, a charred piece of clothing, a cross and other burnt pieces. There was a powerful odour coming from it as well, unlike anything I'd ever come across. The stench was unpleasant and burnt my nostrils as I drew closer. This is impossible. I know I didn't bring this in here. 
It's cursed or something. Just get it out of the house, please. My wife was more upset than I'd ever seen her, so I put on my clothes, took the box out to the car with me. I didn't know where the local dump was exactly, but I figured I'd go and have a look for it. As I neared the town, I saw an antique shop at the side of the road and pulled over on a whim. I wondered if the owner would be interested in taking the box out. Oh, yeah, make a bit of cash. That's what I like. The bell above the door rang as I entered, and a man came out from the back room polishing a brass candelabra with a rag. How uniquely written. Good morning, he said in a friendly voice. How can I help? He stopped speaking abruptly when he saw what was in my hands. The candelabra fell to the floor with a loud clang. Do you recognise this? I asked. Where did you find it? We just moved in up the road, my wife and I. It was in the basement of the old farmhouse up the street. I moved towards him with my hand out to shake his hand and I... Oh, sorry. I moved towards him with my hand out to shake his hand and saw that my fingers were smudged black with the blood. I'm going to start that again. I moved towards him with my hand out to shake his hand and saw that my fingers were smudged black with the box's darkness. He backed away, slamming into the wall behind him and sending a framed photo crashing to the floor. Don't touch me. Don't touch anything. Just get out. Get out and don't put and put that thing back where you found it. If you do anything else with it, you will never get your life back. You should have never taken it from its resting place. You should have never come here. I backed away from him, terrified even more than before. Especially now I knew others were aware of the, what of the dark powers this box contained. Whatever it was, it was not meant to be moved. Maybe that's why the house had been so cheap. Came with a cursed basement. I'd still mm, take it. I would too. The man began to throw things at me, shouting in a foreign language I didn't recognise. No, déjame. Uh, vete, de aquí. Por favor. That's a bit more like um, bloke in a carpet shop vibes <laughs> than... Oye. Scared antique man. Sí, por favor. <laughs> déjame en paz. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um... And then speaking harshly in English, telling me to leave and never come back. He spoke in prayer-like incantations and made the sign of the cross over and over again. Oh, what was that Latin? Could you do that as well? In fact, it was a, a bit of Latin, but it's a jewellery brand. <coughs> Carry on. Um, I stumbled out to my car and started the engine, driving back towards the farmhouse, wishing we'd never purchase the place. When I pulled up outside the farmhouse, I tried to decide what to say to my wife. How would I explain it to her that the box couldn't be moved? She is going to be so mad. Christine's going to kick off. Maybe if we just left it in the basement, the presence would leave us alone. I decided I'd try to sneak in and put it back in the basement without her noticing. I'd explain it to her later, or at least try to. The important thing now seemed to be return it to its proper place before something really terrible happened. Going back inside the house quietly, I closed the front door behind me as softly as I could and glanced up the stairs. The light was off in the bedroom, so I assumed Christine would still be up there. I went to the basement door and opened it quietly, being careful not to make too much noise in case Christine had gone back to sleep upstairs again. What a lazy bitch. Mm. I began heading down to the darkness beneath the house. I was holding the box carefully in my hands like a live bomb, since I wasn't sure what would happen. If I, uh, uh, since I wasn't sure what would happen if I dropped it or did anything wrong. Each creaking stair made my heart hammer faster as I trod down towards the dirt floor of the basement. Finally, I set foot down there and looked around, seeing only shadows. The light from the upstairs was dim, and it was the only source I had to see by. My phone was in my pocket, and I kept it there, thinking I would only be down there for a few moments. Walking across the blackened space towards the alcove, which had housed the black box, I began to feel watched again. 
It was only then that I noticed that sensation had been gone for a while as I drove to the antique store and back again. Whatever had been with the box watching me, it had not stayed inside the thing after it had opened. It had stayed inside the house. With my wife. A loud bang came from the top of the stairs, and the entire basement was completely pitch black in an instant. I realised the door had slammed shut, and I figured Christine had closed it. Maybe she didn't realise I was home. I began to fumble for the cell phone in my pocket, needing a bit of light to feel safe in this terrifying basement. But before I could grab it, something grabbed me. The shrieking wail it made was inhuman and full of rage. It swiped at me with sharp claws in the darkness as I rolled and ducked away from it trying to escape. I threw the box down to the floor hoping to get away. As I got up I hit my head on the dangling wooden cross and nearly got wrapped up in the twine which suspended it from the ceiling. Stumbling, I tried to find my way through the stairs, screaming for my wife to help me. She didn't answer. A moment later the thing came at me again. I tried running up the stairs, stumbling on the steps and scraping my shins, bloodying them badly. Just as I reached the top, the thing came at me again. It was relentless, screaming ancient curses with spittle flying in my face. The door was just behind me, so I flung it open and shoved the thing away from me. And as the light from the main level came flooding in, I saw what had been attacking me. My wife tumbled down the steps, cracking her head against the wall on the way down and then falling lifelessly to the dirt floor of the basement below. I took a few shaky steps down the stairs looking to confirm if my eyes had deceived me, but they'd not. The thing in the box had stayed when I had left and it had possessed my wife. Christine. As I stood there, staring at her lifeless body, I saw her begin to twitch. Her fingers began to drum up and down. Then her head began to rock and make a loud smacking sound as her forehead impacted the basement floor again and again and again. Christine, I called down the stairs. Stop, stop, please. She continued self-destructive behaviour, smashing her skull hard against the dirt floor. I began to take a shaky step down to stop her, but then hesitated. That thing was still inside her, it wasn't safe. And yet I couldn't just let her keep hurting herself like that. The meaty sound repeated again and again as I screamed for her to stop, but she wouldn't. Come and save me, honey, she said in a droning beehive voice. I need you. Jesus. No. I stood just at the top of the stairs waiting. My wife appeared to have broken a few limbs during her fall, but that didn't stop her from moving quickly. Sickening sounds of bone crunching could be heard from up the stairs as she got to her feet, her one ankle failing so that she resisted her weight on the splintered knob of her tibia rather than on her foot. Whatever was inside of her felt no pain, but it looked agonising to me. She began to shuffle up the wooden stairs without warning, moving faster than I thought possible, crab-like and inhuman on four legs. It looked like she wouldn't be able to make it on her fractured bones, and yet she moved like a relentless insect, her other limbs making up for the deficits of the lost one. Jesus Christ. Using her arms like additional legs, she began to crawl towards me up the stairs, her fingernails digging into the splintered wood stairs and breaking off as she raced faster and faster, gaining momentum. How big are these stairs? Also, just fucking shut that basement door. Forget you've got a wife and move on. Yeah, go get get a divorce. I realised at the last second that I'd been paralysed with terror and threw the door shut just as she slammed into it with a shuddering bang that rattled the upstairs windows in their frames. There was no lock on the door and I could do nothing except hold it closed with the weight of my body. 
She doesn't relent for a second, turning the doorknob, constantly pressing it with all her strength against the door as I grit my teeth and bite against her waist. I'm sitting here now with my back pressed up against the door, my feet wedged against the opposing wall with all the force I can muster. When I finish typing this out, I don't know what I'll do. Maybe I'll call the police and see what they say. My biggest concern is that they'll want to let her out. She'll probably pretend to be normal when they arrive. She'll pretend that I'm insane. That I attacked her. But I know that's not her, it's the thing from the basement. The thing from the black box. Whatever it is, she can't be allowed to bring it back to the surface. It was locked in that basement for a reason, and that is where it needs to stay. Oh, try telling that to the jury, yeah, mister. I know, I bet it's all a fucking lie anyway. Yeah, he's like, no, sorry, you've just um, you've just locked your wife I in a basement and she looks a bit The crab rough. thing. It's oh. so gross. And I can re- I could really see <laughs> that, her being like... Yeah. <laughs> and like the, the jerky movements. Yeah. The, <laughs> the beef Close. jerky. Um, bit I love of a long key, but I, didn't, I do like it. Um, I love that. Thank you very much, Anna. Oh, just so welcome. Um, would you like a story that I wrote? Yes, please. Oh, my oh, God, yes, please. I've got my writing I on. Um, Big and Sue's just going to go into to horror author. Horror, horror authoring. Um, right, what did I write? How exciting. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, I'm so and, ready. Yeah. Um, no one can slag this off because I really made an effort. Okay. This is called The Anniversary. Oh, what a coincidence. Can you bring your balloon closer to you, please? Yeah. Yes, look at that. Attached Get it. it. attached it to my bag. It just looks like a big dick. Yeah, that's what we want. Okay, the anniversary. The anniversary. That sounds like a point horror book. My husband is terrible at buying gifts. He'll always ask me what I want, a desperate look in his eye, imploring me to give him some sort of hint, or better yet, to get... Um, to give him some sort of hint, or better yet, to tell him exactly what it is I want. Yeah. I've always given in. Oh, just get me another Coco Mademoiselle, or just a voucher to John Lewis. You Boring. can tell what kind of woman Susie is. <laughs> Boring, steady, <laughs> safe, comfortable. Mm. That's not me, mate. I'm not Coco Mademoiselle or John Lewis. No? No. Okay. No, I would never tell anyone what I want, because I'd rather that they... I no me too. I, I would rather batshit and bad. I know. I really than I would want. I really I've want giving you the. I really want for Christmas this um, Penhaligon's Impressor perfume, and it's one hundred and ninety five pounds. So I don't think I'd ever buy it for myself because that seems insane. But I really want it. Want but it I almost don't want. So you're this character. I, you're no, like, no, get me no, this but perfume. I almost don't because I would rather have a surprise. I know. Like a really good. Although I think, I think that's what everyone wants. I don't really surprise mean. anyone else because I'm like, just tell me what the fuck <clears> you want. Okay. Um, I'll, sh- so I'll go back. Jumped. Let's get into this. My husband is terrible at buying gifts. He'll always ask me what I want, a desperate look in his eye, imploring me to give him some sort of hint or better yet to tell him exactly what it is I want. I've always given in. Get me another Coco Mademoiselle or just a, a voucher to John Lewis. Boring, steady, safe, comfortable. But this year was different. Oh. We were fast approaching our one-year anniversary. We'd been together since uni, but we only got married at the start of December 2022. I was determined that our married life would be spicier, raunchier. I told... Well, she's obviously had a boring time up until now. Mm. Marriage ain't going to help. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, no, no. That's the death knell. Um... I told him this, and when I pointed at our little shared calendar whiteboard that's mounted on the kitchen wall... I tapped 
on our anniversary. Not long now, I said playfully. Liam looked uncomfortable. Anything you've got in mind? He said uncomfortably. Plenty, I said. <laughs> she sounds like a fucking I'm thinking oysters, hot tub, oh, no. weekend away, the mm. lot. No, no, I mean, we could do all that. I just mean, would you want as a present? Liam, for God's sake, surprise me. Josie, you know I'm no good at this. I know, babe, try harder. Wow. And with that, I grabbed my things and went to work. Josie's going to get dumped. Fast forward to us tipsy on cheap Prosecco that had been chilled in the mini Airbnb fridge waiting for us on arrival. Oh, nice. The hot tub overlooked a nearby forest and the only sounds were the tinny Alexa speakers playing Nick Drake over the soft whooshing of the wind Who's in the Nick tall Drake? tree. He's a musician. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's all we can say. Um, the only sounds were the tinny Alexa speakers playing Nick Drake over the soft whooshing of the wind in the tall trees that surrounded the dark garden. We were a bit pissed and my mind went to the gifts we'd got each other. Should we do presents? I said, giggling. I hate JC. She's weird. Liam's eyes flashed with excitement. What a good idea, he said, grinning at me. You're going to die when you see this. That's been so weird. It's creeping me out. (laughs) I watched him drip up the path and disappear into the bedroom. I felt more alive and happy than I'd been in ages. All I had to do was ask. Liam wasn't as unimaginative as I thought. This Airbnb had been his idea. A nature retreat. Famously, though, it happened. She said. Yeah, she, yeah it's one of those people, you know, when you're like, can you organise me a surprise party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you're like, yeah. oh my God, what a great surprise. Yeah, what and a like, great idea. That was all you. Uh, nature retreat, no phone signal. Yeah. Just the two of us. Lovely. I heard a twig snap behind me. Oh, God. The anticipation is killing me, I shouted out loud. I was about to shift around to look behind me when Liam's hand softly wrapped around my mouth. Oh! I jumped slightly. His hand was freezing cold. It was December after all. I suddenly got a jolt. Oh, my God. Liam's got a sexy plan. Fair. That was my initial thought. Yeah. Things were about to get... Interesting. Steamy. The hand gripped round my mouth a little tighter. Oh. And that's when I heard it. My husband's voice from the depths of the apartment. Josie, I can't find Ah! the gift. (laughs) And then a whisper in my ear. Happy anniversary. Oh, very good. Oh, that's giving me chills. Oh, very you nice. You know, I just thought a little special for no, anniversary. very nice. That was very nice. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's spooky. Thank you. Um, so that was a little yeah. Um, Would you like another little Hit me. Hit me. Let's go. It started as a joke. My wife and I host a lot of parties. And if you've ever done a clean-up after the party, oh. you know that people leave things behind. Yeah. Hats and coats constantly, scarves, purses, whatever. One time I found a pair of prescription glasses stuck in between the couch cushions. They were thick lenses too, like Velma thick. I don't know how the owner made it out of the front door without them, let alone how they drove home. A lot of the time we'll get a call the next day or the next week, someone going, hey, I haven't seen my jacket lately, have I left it at your place? But sometimes no one ever claims it. And Jenny and I, Jenny's my wife, 
uh, we weren't about to call everyone who was at the party to ask if they're missing whatever we found. So mm. we just chuck it in a wooden chest we've got in the closet and leave it there until someone comes looking. Nice plan. So recently we had a winter party and someone left their trousers here. Now it was not that kind of party so I was pretty surprised to find a pair of trousers laying about afterwards. They were snow trousers, the kind you wear over other clothes to keep them warm and dry and they were folded up and stored in a corner. I figured that probably someone had shown up in them to stay warm and then taken them off once they got inside. Between the warmth of the house and the warmth of the alcohol they must have forgotten to put them back on when they left at the end of the night. Jenny flipped through her pictures from the evening but didn't have any shots of anyone wearing those trousers, so in the trunk they went. As Jenny was tossing them in, she commented, I bet we could clothe a whole person with what's in there. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that funny. We laughed. It's not that funny. Uh, I wouldn't want to go to their fucking dinner party. I know, they're 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 obviously swingers. What are their names, Jenny and... Mm, Ross. Ryan, I imagine. Yeah, Yeah. you got an R as well. Yeah, definitely. Shit. What? What's happening? There's people in the window. There's not. There were. Okay, what you mean walking past is not just like... Yeah, like that. Oh, okay. Uh, We laughed, but then I got to thinking she was probably right. So later on, I dug through the trunk and sure enough, in addition to the trousers, we had a button-down shirt, multiple jackets, several hats, a pair of gloves, a couple of scarves and a pair of shoes. While Jenny was out of the house that night, I put the shirt on a hanger, hung the jacket over it, clipped the gloves to the sleeves and the trousers to the bottom and wrapped a scarf round it. Then I hung the whole thing up in the hallway, plopped a hat on it and put the shoes beneath it. The trousers hung just to the ground, so at first glance, it really did look like someone lurking there, especially with the lights off. I heard the door slam when Jenny got home. She started to call out a greeting, but abruptly cut it off in a shriek. I came into the hallway laughing to find Jenny standing there with her hand to her chest, glaring at me. The clothes dummy swung quietly off to the side. Oh, real funny, she said. You nearly gave me a heart attack. I'm very sorry, I said, but I was laughing much too hard for her to believe me. You will be, she said with mock seriousness, but she was laughing too. Anyway, I thought that was all extremely funny until... I got up in the middle of the night to go to the loo. I walked into the bathroom, turned on the lights and shouted out loud because Jenny had moved my clothes dummy into the bathroom and posed it sitting on the toilet. From the bedroom I heard... What a couple of pranks. Oh my God, these guys are full of banter. Mm. From the bedroom I heard sleepy laughter. Do you know what happens when you scare someone who's on his way to the bathroom? I demanded. Rags are under the sink, clean up whatever you need to, Jenny called back. A lesser man would have to clean up. I have iron self-control, I told her. Is that why you screamed loudly enough to wake me up? She teased. I didn't dignify that with a response. Also, I didn't have one. So this became a thing. Jenny and I would move the dummy around, and after a while, it wasn't even scare each other anymore. We named him Albert. And it was just a feature of the house after a few weeks. We'd put him in the kitchen, the dining room, wherever. I came home a couple of days ago to find the clothes slumped in my chair in front of the TV with one of my beers in his glove. I just got another beer, and I took a seat on the couch. Jenny came in later and said, What, you're not going to move him? He was here first, I shrugged. You're ridiculous, Jenny told me and took Albert's beer. Oh, he's not going to like that, I said. Jenny laughed. What's he going to do about it? That was a couple of days ago, like I said. Yesterday, I came home to find Albert hanging by the picture window at the back of the house. His clothes were splashed with something red. There was a dripping knife wedged 
in one of his gloves. It was a gruesome sight and I applauded Jenny's ingenuity. <laughs> Did he get you, honey? I called. No response. Obviously, she wasn't about to give the joke up that easily. Look, this stuff is dripping onto the floor, I said loudly enough for her to hear me, wherever she was hiding. I think it's staining the carpet. Still nothing. So I got a paper towel and wiped up the blood. I then took Albert's knife away from him. Whatever Jenny had used really did look like blood and I was starting to get uncomfortable. Jenny? Okay, you got me, the joke's over. Still no response. So I went looking. I went through the entire house and couldn't find her anywhere. Jenny did. <laughs> she did. She did. Her car was out front, but Jenny was still missing. I called her phone, but it rang to voicemail. When she still hadn't shown up by midnight, I was starting to get panicked. I called a few friends, but no one had heard from her. I decided to get a few hours of sleep and then figure out what to do in the morning. I laid down, turned out the lights, and was falling asleep when I heard a slight noise in the hallway. I opened my eyes to see Jenny in the doorway. Where have you been? I started, turning on the lights, but my voice died in my throat. It wasn't Jenny. It was Albert, hanging from the doorway of my room, swaying slightly back and forth above his shoes. The knife was back in his hand. My heart was hammering. This was obviously just Jenny taking a joke too far, but when I called out for her again and she didn't answer, my fear spiked. I took those clothes down and I carried them downstairs, and even though I knew it was totally illogical, I burnt them in the fireplace. I expected Jenny to come out to laugh at me once I got the fire going. Oh my god, there's people over there. I can't be I can't. Oh fuck. Fuck. Oh god, that me made me jump. Up. Oh the jack seat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Susie basically just went, oh anal. This <laughs> 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 parsley is really uh, Oh, it's doing so wilted. It's fucking nothing. It's really wilting. It's wilting. Yeah, it's bad. It'd be wilting. Um <clears throat> I expected Jenny to come out to laugh at me once I got the fire going, or at least chide me for stinking up the house. I don't know what they pack those snow trousers with, but it smells terrible when you burn it. But the fire burnt down to ashes and I was still alone. I slept for a bit and when I left for work this morning, there was still no sign of Jenny and she wasn't answering her phone. I called the police to report her missing and they're supposed to be sending someone over to take a look around and interview me, I guess. I hope they get here soon because I just heard a noise from upstairs. And when I went up to look, the door to our walk-in closet was standing open. Hanging from the bars, aligned in two neat rows, were a dozen of Jenny's outfits. Shirts on the hangers, trousers clipped below, shoes lined up underneath. The bedroom door only locks from the inside, but I closed it and used my tie to tie the knob to the banister in the hallway. I was going to leave the house, but there's a coat rack by the door and I really don't think I lined my shoes up underneath it like that when I got home. I hope the police get here soon. So Jenny's Albert now. Jenny's the new Albert. Has that what's happened? <laughs> <laughs> what time have you Um Is that what's happened? I don't know. I think Jenny's just dead and Albert's taken over the house. Oh. Like, there's dummies everywhere Yeah, Jenny's definitely... Whatever's happened, Jenny is definitely dead. Jenny's dead. Um, do you want another story? 
This takes place on the London Underground. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Okay. A few years ago, I worked at a dispa- as a dispatcher on the London Underground. Basically, this involves instructing a train driver when it's safe for his train to depart the platform and performing general checks on the safety of the passengers as, if they, as they are boarding the train. One evening, I was sent to cover a shift at Snaresbrook on the east end of the Central Line. If you're not from London, that is um, fucking far away. Central, isn't it? Snaresbrook. Is that what it just said? Yeah. Yeah. And on the central line. It's not central, though, is it? It's not central, no, it's but out, it's, it's, on it's on the central line. It's on the central line. Okay. <laughs> Although there are regular trains passing through which need dispatching, there weren't many passengers getting on or off the train at Snaresbrook that evening. Most of my shift between trains, I spent sat on a bench on the platform. This isn't usually allowed at busier stations, but there was absolutely nobody else at the station at that time, and it was quite a boring shift. I was browsing Facebook and a couple of news sites when I heard someone cough to get my attention. <clears throat> Excuse me, when is the next train to Blakehall? The gentleman standing next to me was very well dressed, wearing a bowler hat with a folded umbrella under his arm and a brown leather briefcase in his hand. He spoke with a very posh accent. Oh, fuck's sake, I'm going to see this. With a very posh accent, which was unusual for that part of London. Blakehall? Where's that? I replied as I stood up. It wasn't a station I was familiar with. He looked at me with a curious stare. You do work for this station, don't you? Is that good? Is that yeah, a good I like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. He replied rather abruptly. I'm oh, sorry. You do work at the station, don't you? He replied rather abruptly. I nodded and said something like, of course I do. He then showed me his train ticket, which he was clutching in his palm. It looked nothing like the tickets we use on our railway, but it did state that the ticket was valid from Snaresbrook to Blakehall. It was a lot smaller, and although the ticket looked new in its condition, the design looked decades old. Then please tell me how I can get to Blakehall, he replied swiftly. I excused myself for a moment while I contacted the control room on my radio. Requesting control, over. Within a second or so, I had a reply. Control received, what was your message? That was good, wasn't it? I'm better than Message to Gaffner! I for a moment, that's like being in bed dubs and broomsticks. I paused for a moment on how to phrase what I wanted to say. Control, I've got a passenger here with a ticket to um, Blakehall. Over. Nice. The delay was a lot longer than before. That's not a station on our network. What's your position? Over. He confirmed my original thoughts. There are 270 tube stations on the network, and I'd never heard of Blakehall either. Meanwhile, the middle-aged passenger was still standing in front of me. I'm the dispatcher at Snaresbrook this evening. Over. The control answered immediately. Okay, send the passenger over to platform two, across the footbridge, next train to Blake Haller's in 12 minutes. Over. Although I was certain the passenger had heard the conversation I'd just heard, I told him exactly what the control room had just said to me. He smiled and put his ticket back in his pocket, thanking me and tipping his hat as he walked away in the direction of the footbridge, which went on to the other platform. I watched as he walked up the steps of the enclosed footbridge and then my radio went off again. Control to Snaresbrook Dispatcher. Over. They're getting more and more Del Boy. <laughs> Snaresbrook receiving. Over. I acknowledged the message as I'd done before. Is the passenger still with you? Over. No. The passenger is crossing the footbridge onto platform two. Over. There was a short pause. Did the uh, passenger speak with an old fashioned posh accent? Every now and again, he did, yeah. The control conversation between me and the staff member in the control room seemed more informal this time. Yeah, he did, actually. Why do you ask? That's old Bill. 
He's the resident ghost passenger in Snaresbrook. Oh no, he's gone Bristol. He's gone Bristol. That be Bill. <laughs> I you know he's a pirate from the Caribbean. <laughs> the Caribbean. <laughs> the Caribbean. Yeah, that's that's how they talk on the parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> the Caribbean really close to Bristol. <laughs> Wagwan. Oh, my God, I just nearly passed out. Oh, Hello my there, my God. name's Bill Wagwan. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, you, oh, my God, that really hurts. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I thought this was some kind of wind-up at first. Look over at the other platform. He isn't there, is he? I was told almost sarcastically. I looked over and he was right. There was nobody there. I decided to walk over the footbridge and onto the other platform, but he was nowhere to be seen. There are no exits on the footbridge or on the other platform, so he couldn't have left the station either. He's not there, he's gone, I said into the radio. Yeah, that's definitely old Bill. He's been seen a lot down there over the years. We just send him on his way when he's when he's seen. He died back in 1952 on the train home one night. Heart attack, I think. I was shaking by that point. I didn't believe in ghosts and spirits. But where's Blake Hall Central then? I replies. Oh, fuck's sake. But where's Blakehall Station then, I replied. This still didn't make any sense. It used to be further down the central line, but now but they closed the station in 1981. That's the end. Wow, I like that. Oh, that's cute, is cute little ghost. Dead Bill. That wasn't that scary, but he was cute. Welcome <laughs> to Creep of the Week. This is from Robin. Hi, Robin. Yeah, we're okay to say Robin. Okay. Hi, Hannah and Susie. My name's Robin. I'm 20. I'm such a fan of your pod. It always brings a smile to my face. It makes me feel like I'm sat around a campfire telling stories, even though I'm just in an office, audibly giggling, looking like a loony. Ah, thanks, Robin, love. I have a lot of stories and we'll share more at some point, but I was listening to you two the other day when I thought of a very creepy story that happened when my granddad passed. Personally, I think it's completely inexplainable. It started with my granddad, who we all nicknamed Bamper because he was from Wales. When we headed off on holiday a couple of years back, he went with some of our extended family to Spain. Unfortunately, this holiday would be his last as he had a stroke and passed. But we all say at least he went doing what he loved because this man was barely in the country as he loved to travel. While he was in Spain, we all began receiving the news, which obviously devastated everyone. I'd just woken up as it was the day after my GCSE prom. Mum and Dad were at home and my siblings, Isabel and Olivia, were in school when my mum received the phone call about his passing. In a flood of grief, she puts the phone down and tells my dad, who's by her side, and comforts her. Not even two minutes after the first call, she receives a second. It's the primary school my little sisters attend. She doesn't know if she should pick up because she's still unable to speak properly, but does anyway, considering the very important phone call she just had. Hi, Natalie. How is everything? The receptionist asked, less chirpy than usual. Still trying to force words out, my mum replies, Not good. Um, Is everything okay at school? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm really sorry to have bothered you like this, and it might not be the right time, but Olivia's just very suddenly becoming hysterical in class, sobbing and telling us that her granddad had just died. Oh my God, she says with confusion. A long pause as my mother is completely speechless. Again, my sincere apologies if this seems appropriate to say, inappropriate to say, but she won't calm down and she's saying she needs you. P- please, can you come and pick her up? Wiping her tears away in utter shock, my mum replies, I'm on my way now, thank you. 
She turns to my dad and can barely explain what she'd just been told. How does she know? She'd only been off the phone a minute before. There's no way she could have been told or know, or there's no way she could have been told or known as it was so sudden. She headed to the school to pick her up, slapping on a pair of sunglasses to hide her swollen eyes, and upon arriving at the reception, there she was, waiting and weeping to herself, trying to catch her breath. She embraces her and begins walking home. Uh, she embraces her and begins walking home with her when my mum asks, Olivia, how did you know about Bumper? She just looks up at her and says, you whispered it to me in the classroom. A shiver goes down her spine as obviously she couldn't have, which she expresses and tries to rationalise with her. All Olivia could say, well, someone did. I always love bringing up that story whenever spooky convos are brought up as well as many others, but I hope you're just as gobsmacked as we were and I I can hear it on the pod because I'd absolutely jump for joy. Thank you for reading and keeping up the amazing content, girlies. Robin. Thanks. That was spooky as shit, Robin. (laughs) God's sake. Thank you so much. Someone did. We're going to have to wrap it up. Happy birthday to you guys as well. You actually, this is your birthday because all the Huns are the reason we're still doing it. And the reason why we've achieved what we've achieved, we Thank love you, you so, so much. We love so, you so and we much. will carry on doing this till we're fucking ghosts. Dead and haunting. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye, Thank bye, you bye, so bye, much. Bye, Happy bye, birthday. Bye, 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 bye. Happy birthday. <laughs>